Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers and ultimately the world. The real question is how to get those people to see that. We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, we're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and I'm excited about today's show. We have a great guest, high energy, creative thinker, Sky Cassidy. Sky is the CEO of Mountaintop Data. He is also the host of the podcast, If You Market, They Will Come. You can find out more about Mountaintop Data as well as how to get just the data that you need with their top data search program. Sky, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to go. I am too. And I already had some interesting conversation with you here. And I'd like to know how you came to be in this career that you are in now and why that's important to you. Yeah, the kind of the origin story of, uh, of my career is one that I usually hate because people fake these. But basically, I was working in a marketing agency, and uh, this was around 2002, and we were buying lists for lead generation for high tech clients. And there was nobody used emails in B2B marketing back then. I, I've never been in B2C, so I don't know what they do. But um, we started appending emails to them because we found, wait a second, we can email these people. We can email a large amount of them and, and find out the ones that have some interest. So our call guys aren't spending all day calling people who have zero interest. So well, we, can, we can warm up with email in this mass way. That would be great. Um, so we started creating emails for the data. I don't know who we would buy from back then, whatever you buy list. And we everything was frustrating. You buy the list and it would be a one-time purchase. Um, so you're not allowed to use it multiple times. You have to license it and rebuy it every year. If the data was inaccurate, it didn't matter. They were just like half the data is inaccurate. So what, what are you going to do? Come back next year, buy the same bad records from us again. Um, and that's how you had to operate. And so when, when we left that company, it was myself and my brother and, and we started, um, what was the time prospect DB? And then I rebranded it later, uh, basically to provide data because we'd learned these practices in, in that company and said, Hey, people really want this. We can do this. And this was, you know, probably that time was around 2004, 2005. And it was ridiculous. Nobody had business emails. And so we would be able to just call people. It was just the two of us. And we call people, Hey, we have this list. Do you want it? Yes. Uh, it was like fish in a barrel because nobody had what we were offering and they could own the data. Nobody was offering that. You had to license it and buy it again from there every year. And we got, people from these other data companies reaching out to us saying, what are you doing? You're going to ruin our business model. And we said, yeah, but we're going to make our business model. So, and now the way we did it back then and the stuff we put in place where we have guarantees on the data, email addresses, and they own the data, those were our three main points. Pretty much every data company works that way now. So you shifted an industry. Yeah. And it's something realizing that we shifted it, even though we were very small, 
that I've looked at ever since. Oh, how can we shift again for the customer's benefit industries where basically they're locked into a spot. Capitalism is not working properly because nobody's shifting. Nobody's making this shift. I think that's what entrepreneurs do ultimately. That's a benefit to the society is they force shifts in industries that are not going in the direction they should, which is a customer friendly best for the customer direction. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about how this works with your company, how you are putting the data together so that it's really the data that I need and not, not just some generic list. I'd like to hear a little more detail about that. So a little disclaimer there. Yeah, we started adding emails to data for B2B, which means we also kind of kicked off business email spam because once they have emails, again, people buy that everybody and there wasn't much additional information. So when you wanted to email manufacturing companies, you would get every contact available in a manufacturing company, even though you were selling HR software for manufacturing companies and you would send it to all of them. And the general philosophy back then was the people who are the right target audience will respond. Well, that's basically saying we're going to fish with a net and we're going to catch dolphins and we don't care. Like that's just, that's the best thing we got. I'm sorry. Nowadays, the shift that's happened, um, which is a very good shift, is the deeper information you have, the better you can target the audience Mm -hmm. so that you know you're only putting your message in front of people it's relevant to. And that's when you go from practicing capitalism and and sales and marketing, uh, or you go from spam basically to that. You're just not randomly reaching out to everybody. You actually come knowing that this is something that is highly likely to be of interest or at least relevant to them. So the way I hear it, you are making my work in my business of reaching out to other businesses easier, faster, more profitable, and really more fun because who likes having to contact a bunch of people who you realize you've just been bothering and pestering? Yeah. That's more just efficient not fun to do. It's more efficient as well. And that's... Early on in that marketing company, when we started doing this, one of the things we realized is we said, hey, you know, we can write this little program, this little code where when we email somebody, um, when they receive the email, if we embed an image into that email, we can get a notice that they just got the email. They just opened it. And we can have that automatically show to one of our salespeople. So the calls they're making are to people who just opened the email. And there's a lot of triggers like this nowadays, but just like the triggers nowadays, people realize when you're that responsive to their actions, it freaks people out. So we had, and this, this was, you know, early 2000s, we had people freaking out because our salespeople would call them. And we really quickly learned we either had to put a delay on that, or we had to have the salesperson say, wow, what a coincidence every single time. Um, you just opened the email. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I just happened to be calling you. This happens like one in a thousand times. No, every single time. Um, so yeah, being able to targeted contact people more efficiently, better for the company and the sales team, the marketing team, but also better for the recipient on the other end to, you know, limit the number of emails they're getting because they're more relevant instead of getting it on every topic. If they're in HR, they're only getting emails by companies that have something for HR specifically. Well, I know in my business, it is annoying to get off topic emails. I just look at it and go, why? Why are you sending me this? So I appreciate that you're doing this. And you already told us how you impacted your industry. But I'd like to know what other impact you see um, that your business has today. 
Well, I, I am a big um, opponent of the whole why revolution where companies are told they need to have some higher purpose. Mm -hmm. To me, our higher purpose is really simple. It's our customers. Our job day in and day out is not to save puppies from the pound. That's a great cause. And we can do that on our spare time, but it's to provide quality data at affordable costs for our customers because that's what they need from us. It's basically a commodity that's really hard to do properly, um, but it's a commodity. So there's nothing sexy and flashy about accurate data, about being able to be well-targeted. Marketers get excited about it, but in the way that if you talk about it at a cocktail party, everybody leaves, just walks off to the get some more cheese or whatever it is because it's boring to everybody else. But for us, for marketers, having accurately targeted information so that you can you can really segment your campaigns and do different campaigns to different people. You know, you hate receiving spam, but some for some reason, that one email you get that's about the thing that you actually need and you're interested in respond to, you don't consider spam, even though it's the exact same mechanism as all the other emails you got, this one you were just interested in. Um, and so that's our goal is to, as much as possible, have accurate information so the message actually gets to people and have as deep information as possible. So when you get those messages, more and more of the messages you get are only the ones that are you're actually interested in instead of annoyed with. I hope that answered the question. It did. It did. And you have done a number of different things. So what do you consider your personal area of expertise? The thing that you know, inside out, upside down, you know, it like the back of your hand, or maybe the palm of your hand, if you look at it that way. <laughs> I don't know that I get to have that luxury as somebody running a small business, running a startup style business. Uh, I took over in 2016 and I looked at it and said, we're, we're basically resetting to startup mode here. We've been around for a long time. We really know what we're doing, but we're, we're running like a startup again. Um, so I have my hands in a lot of things, but I think, you know, problem solving, you know, all business owners are going to say that's their thing. I really like the data. You know, I didn't, I went to college for photography. I became a photographer. I like the marketing messaging as well, I guess I would say. Um, but I remember in college looking at magazines and thinking, you know, what I really like to do, I, you know, I don't want to do the cool art photography stuff. I want to do advertising photography. Like, this is real art. Look, they have to get this concept across. And what I didn't realize was I wasn't very good at photography and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. It was the whole marketing concept that I was really interested in, coming up with the, the campaign concept that, that really is going to catch with somebody and trigger somebody. And then the image has to match that. And there's a you know fun in making that artistic image. Um, but I wasn't interested in taking the image if I couldn't also develop the concept myself. Uh, so I really love that side of things. Uh, I guess the the marketing, the campaign concepts, making things click for people. So the marketing and the concepts and the data, which yeah. tell us a little about how those would go together and how you would tell other marketers, what, you know, what suggestions or tips do you have for them in their marketing and how to use data more effectively and to do what they do better by using data? Yeah, I would say listen to the If You Market podcast. There's experts on there who know what they're talking about. I have a degree in photography and I wasn't very good at it. Um, so there's just so many directions you can go in marketing, so many details. 
always keeping the customer in mind, being able to um, be being able to put yourself in their shoes. Because frequently the I see messaging from people that's so off target. And if it's just tweaked a little bit, you have to think about yourself from their point of view. It's not, it's not what you care about in your product. It's what they're going to care about in your product. Um, and you have a wide swath of people. Not all your customers are one robot. So you have to have a Geico style, many different campaigns because the campaign from Geico that annoys the hell out of one person is going to be the one another person loves and you know, catches their interest. Um, so uh, there's just, there's so many details to take into account for marketing. You know, you can get into subject lines, you can get into, it's just, there's, it's just so deep. Once you get into it, it's really hard for me to, to throw one thing out there other than think about the customer and their perspective, of what they're seeing. Which is what I heard you did in really directing your entire company was just thinking about the customers. And actually, your customers' customers as well. When we started the company, that's what we did. That's where the whole company came from, is saying this whole industry is is abusing the customers. And they're getting away with it because there's a high barrier to entry to getting into this industry because the way they would get data back then was all through these massive arrangements they had with magazine subscription companies and stuff. So it was very difficult to become part of that industry. Um we came in, the internet was hopping, you could suddenly collect data, and we said, guess what? There is no high barrier to entry anymore. So now we can come into this industry that's been locked and abusing the customer and yeah, take care of the customer. Anytime you can do that. Back to, I think before we recording, I love capitalism because it's designed to take care of the customer and force people through competition to provide better products at a lower cost. When done right, when held properly accountable, when, when properly executed, um, everybody wins and it's exciting and it's, you know, it, it's fun. And that's basically, I would say, design your marketing around that. What's best for the customer. And then the customer comes to you because that, that's what you want is them to come to you. They will pay for what's best for them. This is true. And you just gave us a little insight into you outside of work is that you said, you know, you love capitalism. What else do you love? Just give us a little, little picture of the personal side of Sky. And on the capitalism thing, I never thought of myself as somebody who loved capitalism growing up. You know, I grew up in like a hippie culture slash rural area with, uh, you know, a lot of logging and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I never thought of myself as as some big capitalist type person. Everything I thought and watched as a kid was kind of anti-capitalism as far as the the, the richest guy in town is always the bad guy kind of stuff. But capitalism itself is is very... Uh, you know, to get, to bring it always constantly back to that properly executed is beautiful. But what was the actual question? The actual what question else am I was, in? in addition to, we understand now that that's a viewpoint that you personally hold just in your personal time, in your off work time, if you do that, <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs don't really, right? What do you, what do you like to do? What's of interest to you? What, what's your passion outside of work? I've, I've got a family and they're great. My work enables me to have a happy life with my family. I think that's another great thing about what we all have when we have, when we have a good job. Um, ultimately, hopefully our jobs aren't what fully consume us because then yes, we don't, we don't have a life outside that, um, you know, having a great family life is, is very nice. And, uh, you know, I've got two beautiful daughters and I just, I love spending time with them and, and my wife and my dog and, and having that personal life, you know, 
other little things that 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 we do. I, I love science and listening to science things, and I'm I can't do that stuff myself, and I'm not gonna be an astronaut or anything. But just um, seeing the thoughts that people are having and and about how the universe works and stuff that's that's always fun. It is great. So, Sky, for anyone who's listening today who might want to get in contact with you, learn more about you, learn more about your business, where can they find you online? I'd say LinkedIn. Um, I am non-existent on many other platforms, but uh, if you go on LinkedIn, uh, you know, B2B marketing, that is the platform of choice. People who aren't in B2B think it's a joke kind of, but it is, it is the platform for B2B marketing and business people. And that's, that's where I spend all my social time. I do not even have an Instagram account. I might have a Twitter account, but I've never been on it. Um, I, I know people ask me for those things. What's your following here and there? And I say, I don't even have an account. I'm sorry. I know I'm in marketing, but I'm in business marketing. I'm all on LinkedIn. And uh, so that, that's where you'd find me. Okay. So Sky Cassidy on LinkedIn, mountaintopdata.com. And that's where you can also learn more about the top data search program that you have. Can I throw out something on top data search real quick? Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah. People go to top top data search.com or mountaintop data, sign up for a free account, use uh, hashtag draw 1000 for this show. um, And uh, you'll, uh, you'll get a thousand records free uh, on your free account. Again, unlike most platforms, there's no seat fees, no annual fees, no exploration of data. Uh, our job is to provide the data. So that's what we do. The platform is really just a delivery mechanism. And thank you for that, for taking care of the listeners as customers today. That's a very generous gift. And you've been very generous with your time and your insights today. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me on, Sandy. Anitra here, and thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag marketing executive spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.